This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Hello and welcome to Star Wars in Character, and this is the final installation in the, I don't know what you want to call it, us talking about the other person when he's not (laughs) here series. We called it 10 years of the person for three fucking episodes. You can't remember that part? This oh, was, right. This was <laughs> called, okay. called back, backstabbing. <laughs> it's called 10 Years of Chris. Does that make you happy? No. Yes. Try hard. No. You'll never be happy. <laughs> this is my true. name is Dave. You sound like my I'm wife here. now. <laughs> We're here with uh, fellow podcasters and Swicksters, Matt and Tim. And today Ooh. we're talking about Chris. Um, you guys just got done doing me. I hope you said some really nice stuff. We said stuff. <laughs> yeah. We spoke about things. You said stuff? We said stuff. You asked how it was, and I said it was done. It's completed. Talk- <laughs> yes. We talked about Frank Grillo, but not while recording. <laughs> Please don't bring up Frank Grillo in my episode. I don't give a shit about Frank Grillo. <laughs> yeah, you should. All right. Well, this time, this is the final the final entry in this 10-year uh, anniversary, John, that we're doing. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it's been going well. I don't know. How did you guys feel about the ones that you listened to when you heard it? Because you obviously didn't know what we were saying when we were saying it. I mean, were you, were you like, embarrassed? Were you touched? Did you cry? Did you touch yourself? What happened? <laughs> A little bit of everything. Two of those, no, but I- I'm not telling you which yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was it was very nice. It was very nice. It's a nice. It was it was nice. Nice to hear the the nice things said, and it was it was fun to hear the funny stuff and the you know when you're you know joshing around. It's it's funny. Yeah, it's fun. It was fun. It was very yeah, very flattering to hear. And I actually messaged you guys when I had to edit my own episode. That <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that was very it was very nice to hear those things. So thank you. Okay. All right. Do you, are you comfortable with like, say you get hit by a bus tomorrow? Mm-hmm. These things that would be said at your funeral, you were happy with what you heard? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> That's a big fat no. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So now we're talking about Chris. We are, and uh, I feel like the listeners want to know the most what the three of us would say about Chris. Yeah, I, I don't know. Say, like, what do you think? That's you know what that is. That is a um, it's a it's a running thread in many of my notes. Is that Chris is a is a fan favorite? I mean, I I I, I and I say that with no jealousy and no disrespect to my other two co-hosts tonight. But I I think Chris is probably a fan favorite for a mm-hmm. multitude of reasons. And I think that has a yeah. lot to do with people liking our show. Yeah, I agree. Why do you think Chris is a fan favorite? Because I completely agree. I'm completely on board with what you just said amongst the four of us. I feel like Matt and I are like the naysayers, like the people that like the criticisms of star Wars kind of side with us. And they, they understand where we're going. Tim is the complete, like, in the woods, what the fuck is he going to say kind of <laughs> guy. And Chris is the guy that I think most of our listeners identify with. I mean, do, is that the way you guys feel? To a certain, I think, I think a, good, a good percentage of our, of our listeners identify with Chris. The ones that are truly, like, Star Wars fanboys look to Chris for their, their inspiration. That's a fanboy is a good way to say that. I think that the ones that are, I mean, I, mean, I think, I think we, our audience listeners um, run an entire gambit, but if you're listening to a Star Wars podcast, you have an interest in Star Wars. And I think Chris is the one that touches that note with everybody because he is the pure fan. He, even though like, well, this is this just 10 years ago, we did fan film 12 years ago or so and he says on his interview in fan film he's not a fan of the prequels but his love for star wars there's a very large 
time heals all wombs or everything's great. He he's turned around on that since that recording. So even having videotaped evidence of him saying he doesn't like the prequels, he still speaks highly of the prequels because it's Star Wars. That's right. Chris. We make I make that joke for ten years. Chris likes it because it's Star Wars and that's it. But it's true. It's Star Wars. And that's the beginning, middle, and end of his argument. And I think that touches um, a, a note with a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. I, w- I would say amongst the four of us, and, and Tim is, I, I mean, it's hard because Matt, Matt, you and I are very much alike. And Chris and Tim are very yes, much alike. Yes, and I was, I, was going to act, I was going to mention as well, Tim Tim falls into that as well of, of being someone that the the Star Wars fan side of our listeners absolutely can identify with better than us do. Yeah. Chris is also, uh, when it comes to the listeners and stuff, he's also very inclusive. Like he reaches out to them. He, uh, he lets them communicate. They communicate with him a lot more so than more so than me. I, I know like he's always like talking to them on Facebook and stuff and they're posting things and he's posting stuff. Um, and when and you know and so they're always reaching out to him. So he's always telling me, "Oh yeah, I'm talking with blah 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 blah." You know, listen to the show. I'm like, "Oh okay." Um, but when we get like when we go to conventions, let's say we go to the Star Wars celebration, he's constantly on talking with people. Like said, "Oh yeah, we're over in Hall E, you know, in front of the big Darth Vader made out of you know licorice." Yeah, come <laughs> yeah, we'll be over here for five more minutes. You know, and so we'll we'll do a lot of that. Like a lot of them will communicate to Chris to find out where we're at at these. Conventions, they could come over and say hi to Chris because just Chris and and when we have events, Chris is probably the most outgoing of all of us in terms of going, hey, what's up? Yeah. Uh, so he's he's in his element when he's when he's uh, in doing things like that. When he's at like re- reaching out to people and they're reaching out to him and that kind of stuff. Tim, yeah, it is like you are reading my notes because that is a big <laughs> chunk of what I had. No, that's good. The big chunk of what I had. I am. I mean, I, it's, it's really weird. I think I, I probably have done the most collective shows on news as of anyone involved on the network. And it's a weird thing to say that because I am just scared to death of like being in public and in front of people and meeting new people. I get very nervous and almost almost fear it's almost a phobia it's i i just it's like once i meet someone though it's all goes away it's 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 a very strange thing it just must be the anticipation of it whereas chris is the complete opposite he's almost fearless and wants to put faces with names and get to know people and if it wasn't before that particular character trait of his in in relation to the show and the conventions i probably wouldn't know as many people as i do through the show because I'm the guy standing five feet behind Chris who's making the introductions and then he introduces me because otherwise I'd be hiding in a dark corner. And if, it, if he wasn't there doing that for me, I wouldn't know. God, I say half, but I wouldn't know a, a quarter of the people that I've gotten to know over this show. So Chris has been <laughs> the one to open that world of this community for me. I was going to say to me, but for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He is he is the most enthusiastic mm-hmm. of the four of us, definitely, and he is the one that is most willing to make connections with the listeners. He kind of relishes this pod life that we've created. He's the one that is willing to tell somebody that we don't even know happy birthday, <laughs> yeah, right, and make their make their day. You know, like how many people in the, in the course of a year does Chris make their day? <laughs> True. Yep. That's that's the kind of stuff that he does. It's not an accident that when we do our live shows, Chris is the one that's in the audience yeah. with the people, and we're sitting up at a desk far away from the people <laughs> because that's that's what he's good at. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. We 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 so we kind of need. He's he's our outreach specialist, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's generally the one. I mean, we all have things going on in our lives. He's generally the one that initiates recording. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. When yeah. it when it when it comes time for us to like, we haven't put an episode out in a while. He'll he'll be he'll be the one to send out the group message saying, "Hey, you want to get together this weekend and do a couple of episodes?" 
Um, I know this about myself. I'm not ever the person to say that. (laughs) And you guys, you know, you may, but you know, definitely Chris is the one. There would not be as many episodes recorded of the show if it wasn't for Chris. This is true. Because he's... He's the one that initiates it. He's yeah. like, let's get something out there for the. Re- he 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 is always thinking about the listeners. He's the one that's always like, let's just put something out there for the listeners because that's he's he's thinking about them. He listens to a lot of podcasts. He drives truck for a living. He knows what it's like to go through your day and need somebody to talk to or entertainment or something to listen to. So he wants to help be the one to provide that for our listening community. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. It it's is, a big deal yeah. to a lot of people. I'm sorry. I, mean, how I, many I, people do- I pause because now ahead. I feel awful for when <laughs> I don't do that. Oh, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so wrapped up in my own life. Okay. I don't, I don't do that. But how many, how many people, like we get these letters all the time. It's like, I'm a truck driver. Yeah. I'm a mailman. These are people that are not only essential, but the people that keep our country running and they need something to get them through their day. And I think if it wasn't for Chris, they wouldn't be getting what they get from us if it wasn't for him, because I know I'm lazy (laughs) and I'm, I'm not thinking about that kind of stuff. I'm thinking about the things I need to do. Chris is more the conduit to the listening community and thinking about what they would want to hear kind of thing. And I, I mean, that's why he's, I mean, he's essential because of what he does for a living, <laughs> yeah. but he's essential to this show because I don't, I don't think we would have lasted 10 years. I, I, I don't, I don't think I know we wouldn't have lasted 10 years if it wasn't for, him being as interested in doing the show as the three of us were. I was going to say, I was just going to, you guys are very kind in saying there wouldn't be a show if I didn't do the work that I did to make the show happen, but there wouldn't be, oh God, what are we up to? Are we up to 500 episodes? There wouldn't be 10 years of content if it wasn't for Chris wanting to keep things going. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I didn't, that's not in my notes, but now that you've laid out those, uh, some basically what he's done in the past. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the other thing about him too, when you go to these things with him or even on the show, he's so goddamn friendly <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that it's like, I don't know how he does it. He, he has kids and a wife and a mortgage and a job just like the rest of us. But I never hear Chris complain about his day or about anything. He's always positive. And that's something I admire about him. I am a super negative person <laughs> and I feel like I complain a lot. He never complains about anything. He's so goddamn friendly that when you it's, go to these things, it's like, you want to like shake him and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> the only, like, you don't oh, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. No, like, like you don't know these people, but he, it's, it's so endearing. And yeah. that's why people respond to him the way they do, because he is, he always, he is always positive yeah. and always friendly. And I am not like that at all. So when I, when I see him, <laughs> even not outside of the show, I mean, I see Chris weekly when I see him. I, n- I never know. And I never, he, I know he's not going to come up and be like, well, so the day I had, yeah. <laughs> and he's going to lay a bunch of shit on me. Mm-hmm. He never does that. It's always like, it's always uplifting. So, yep. cool. I mean, I mean, to his credit, I, I don't know many people like that. I will say this. I, I, I'm, I'm not contradicting you, but I just want to say if there is something that he's telling that sounds negative, it's usually uh, not usually it's always a story he's telling because he knows you're going to be like astonished or he has a punchline at the end or it's so ridiculous. So you're right. Even when you think he's about to do he's like, let me tell you about this guy at work. When you think maybe you probably don't think it because you know Chris well enough, but it sounds like he's about to complain, but he's actually about to tell you a story that's going to make you fucking laugh and just <laughs> shake your head by the time you're done. And that goes along with his positive personality you talked about. Right. It's it might be it might have a negative start, right? But the the outcome is positive yeah. because he knows he's going to entertain you. Yeah, I want to say this um, since we're kind of it, this goes along with what we're talking about. This is the first thing I wrote down. <laughs> I 
cannot think of a time it's not been fun to record with Chris. And there was several times where I've had several shows in the air and someone would say, we need to get this out or I schedule a recording. And it's like, I get, it's like my alarm, my reminder said, I'm like, this is the last fucking thing I want to do. I don't want to do this right now because I've done so much other, whatever, whatever else had happened. I don't think there's ever a time that Chris hasn't reached out and said, Hey, I had an idea for this, or he contacts us about SWIC or him and I have done several just one-off specials about just bullshit that I haven't said, yes, let's do that. Because I know for the next hour, I am going to have a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and the other thing about him and Matt, and I know this as far as like writing stuff, especially <laughs> you can't, you can't yeah, write for no, Chris. No. <laughs> so we, we write this stuff, you know, like Matt will write a special, I'll write a special, whatever the deal is with the writing, no matter what you come up with, it's, it's almost like, I, I feel like this is the way it is with, uh, you know, really great comedians. It'll be like, you know, Steve Martin or something. I'm not comparing Chris to Steve Martin. Don't get your, don't, <laughs> get, don't get a heart on Chris when you listen to this. Okay. Comedy isn't pretty. Yeah, but <laughs> that's true. But it's kind of like when they would come up with something, they'd be like, you know, so-and-so is going to riff on something. Yeah. And this is the way it was. We talked about this with Tim. You can't write stuff for Chris because he's going to come up with something. Chris is not a prepared funny guy. Chris is a seat of the pants, you know, cocksure kind of like, I'm going to say whatever pops into my mind kind of funny. So you can't write for stuff like that. And he is... I mean, I always, I always think about it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Between all of us, we don't really have a persona necessarily of the gang. Mm -hmm. But Chris and Tim, maybe more so Chris than Tim, is the Charlie of the group. <laughs> yeah. That they are the wild card. Because Chris is going to say something when we do the recording or we sing the song that is going to be funnier than anything we wrote down. Let me add to the you can't write for chris because i didn't have this in my notes but now that we're talking about it this is this is this is this is like something that is we are i consider myself lucky to be working with chris on in something like this i we just re, like david just said in the beginning we just recorded dave's episode and i talked a bit about the first character face-off stars and character face-off about writing it the one thing dave and i never wrote ever not a single word or letter was Chris's part in that. We just said, like in our notes, Chris talks to the audience. If we even wrote that, I don't even think we wrote that. I think we just knew no. something to happen. That was Chris's audience interaction in that first one and the second one. But the first one really stands out to me because we weren't expecting it. Is probably the best part of that entire event. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we poured over everything that we wrote for those from the joke that we wrote that we were going to read to the sound clip that we played yep. to the, you know, everything that we, but it, you're right. As far as it was like, we, 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 we had a lot of dialogue about that kind of stuff. And at the end of it, it was like, and then Chris is going to go out and talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, sure. It was going to work. Yeah. We didn't even, that was the thing. We didn't, it, we didn't even bother having to write anything. It's like, there was no, the thought never crossed our mind because we knew Chris with a microphone in a group of people in a high energy situation is all you need. We didn't need to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, we're very lucky to have some be working with someone that is that quick witted and just yeah. shines without like the flight, the seat of his pants thing is something I, I completely respect. I've had moments where I said something I wasn't planning to, or just topped off in my head, but nowhere near to the extent of, what Chris has done in the past 10 years of just like just constantly coming up with things that, that, that they're always funny. Maybe not everyone's heard them for whatever reason, but they made us laugh yeah. and that's the big thing. Yeah. 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 yeah I have often said to people, cause I, I, I know a lot of people, I get to meet a lot of people with both of my jobs and stuff like that, but I've always said, and I hold this true. Chris is the funniest person that I've ever known <laughs> because it's, it's because of that wild card factor. 
Chris makes me laugh more than anybody I know. Yeah, I think I yeah. could agree with yeah. that. Yep. And he and because of that, it's not just me. It's when we do these shows, he brings joy to a lot of people's lives. And that, I think that was a line. One of the lines I wrote in uh, the one Christmas special we did. It was the Christmas story. It was the Christmas Carol one. And I was really proud of writing the line because I felt like it was true. And I actually gave it to Lou. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. When he was, he was like kind of standing up for us in court. If you know the episode, I do. Yeah. If you don't, you should listen to it because I don't know, I feel like I'm pretty proud of that. And you want the Cliff Note version? Listen to this past Christmas special. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Lou says something like, you know, um, there are a bunch of guys who got together and, you know, made people laugh, uh, you know, every once in a while. And there's nothing wrong with that. Is that so wrong? Is that so wrong? Yeah. And Lou did We need to do an episode on Lou next, by the way. Yeah. I'll do Lou. I'll do him big time. I'll spit on my hand for Lou. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, but that's how I feel about Chris. Like he, his pursuit in life. And, and we could, we could talk about stuff about Chris other outside of the podcast. He is a great dad. Yeah, you know he's I, that, a he's I, a, mm-hmm. he's a devoted husband. Like yep. he he's all those things. Um, but his main goal in life is to, I think, make people laugh. I think and, it is. I, I, I th- yeah, yeah. And I don't even think it's like I know people that man. And it's 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 just I'm in a very very strange community with the theme park community. And there's there's a lot of people that want people to like them. That's a different thing than what Chris does. I think Chris, I mean, Chris certainly likes the adoration and likes meeting people and likes being liked, but I think he, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think he wants to make people laugh and or happy well before that. And if they get to be friends after that, great, but that's not his primary focus when he talks to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that because there are times that he'll say, and he is certainly, Along with going along with the the funniest person I know, mm. the most inappropriate. This person. is true. This is true too. Yes, and he will say things at time that are not only over the line, like so far past the line he can't see the line. Um, and you'll ask him, I'll be like, you'll you'll say something like, "Oh my god, that's like that's like really really like over the line," and his answer will be, "Oh, I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't care because it got a laugh. It's almost like a Ricky Gervais kind of yeah. idea about comedy. Ricky Gervais will say anything. Yep. There is no there is no out of bounds as far as making someone laugh. You want to make fun of Anne Frank? You want to make fun of the Holocaust? <laughs> you want to like say whatever you want? If it makes someone laugh, it's it's not out of bounds. It's a joke, and that's mm-hmm. I think the way Chris lives his life, and because of that, he endears people towards him. Yeah. There are certainly people that probably don't feel that way yes but yeah. i think they're in the minority yeah. of the people that do yeah i think that kind of persona he bring it depends I, okay I don't, I, 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 that sounded like it's going down the wrong road so let me try this again i think it depends on when you hear chris if you hear him without context you're going to get the wrong impression but if you hear mm-hmm. him from beginning to end in an episode then i think you get the right idea yeah if that makes sense and and along that same lines, he is not afraid to make light of anything, yeah. including things that he finds important. And Tim and Matt, you, you were there. Matt, you you were at his wedding, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yeah, were you, yeah. Okay. I flew back from. I don't remember. Yeah, I, from that. Yep. I don't remember. Oh if my you were god! Puerto Rico oh my god! I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say? I right? do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris, Chris at his wedding. Chris loves Superman. There's the other than Star Wars and Indiana Jones. The next thing would maybe be Jaws or Superman that Chris and then, loves. As, and, and well, I mean, I'd say Christopher Reeve Superman, but he likes the Brandon Roth one as too. But but Christopher Reeve Superman is a is the catalyst for this. Uh, the genesis exactly. of his love for Superman, I should say. Exactly. So at his wedding, Chris, um, Chris and his wife Kelly, whom we all know very well and 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 i love kelly so um they had forgotten they were going to walk in to their wedding to the (laughs) superman music and got to the wedding after the the wedding reception after the wedding 
and realized that the DJ did not have some of the music, I guess, including their song, which is. Oh, man, Rod I didn't Stewart. know that. It was Rod Stewart's Have I Told You Lately That I Love You and the Superman theme. They were going to walk into that. So he played so, uh, Maggie May instead. <laughs> no. So it was like, it was still pretty early, and the reception wasn't going to start for like 45 minutes or so. And I was just like, I got this. <laughs> and I drove all the way from the reception back to the house. He gave me the key, went into the house, found the CDs quickly, drove back to the reception so they could have the music that they wanted. And playing the Superman music, Chris is like, Chris is very sensitive about Christopher Reeve. He loves Christopher Reeve, his accident, <laughs> you know, the whole deal. You made but, that sound like the horse did it on purpose. Oh, I think the horse did. It sounded like you did air quotes when you said that. The accident? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That that goddamn horse had it in for him. (laughs) That horse was a Marvel fan. (laughs) So as soon as it comes on, I'll let you guys, because we're all in the same way. What did Chris do? Now, he loves Christopher Reeve to the end of time. But what did Chris do? What did he do? Picks up the nearest straw. Sticks no, it oh, no, 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 no. You missed a step. Oh, I missed first, a step. First, he pretended he was coming in riding on a horse and then fell off. <laughs> oh, that's right. And then picked up the nearest straw and started to wheel himself around in an office chair on the dance floor. <laughs> because he loves it, right? Yep. That's yep. the, that is the, that is the name of the game with Neo's ass. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You don't take the piss out of something that you don't love. Indiana Jones, Trailer Pod Boy, <laughs> Trailer Park Boys, yep. uh, 80s movies. It doesn't matter what it is. If you love it, you take the piss yep. out of it. You're and right. that's what You're he right. did yep. at his wedding in yeah. front of like his whole family. Yeah. Yep. And a priest. <laughs> and a priest. <laughs> But that's the way he's always been. I, I I feel like between the three of us, I've known Chris the longest. Uh-huh. Chris and I went to elementary school together. Chris and I went to kindergarten oh, together. I've been cr- friends with Chris since I was... When did you go to kindergarten? Before? I was going to say 15, but that's probably wrong. 15, that's wrong. Yeah, that's when I went. I want to say Chris and I have been high school friends... Last year. Chris and I have been friends for over... 40 years. Wow. And this is the way Chris has always been. And he hasn't changed no. a lick. No. Since he since he was in kindergarten. Yeah. And there's something to be said about that. There is. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 the reason I think why people are attracted to him as far as listeners. It's the reason why we've been doing this for 10 years. If we were annoyed by Chris and his <laughs> shenanigans, would we still be doing this? No. Of course not. No. Yeah, but not. <laughs> Tim, you, you, Tim. I mean, between the three of us, I've known him the longest. In the past, I don't know, twenty years, you've probably spent more time with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, yeah. I mean, he's. I remember back in you know in the nineties when we first started hanging out. When I, I first met Chris. Um, it might have even been before I worked at the movie theater, uh, or or right as I started working in the movie theater. Chris wasn't working there, but I had just gotten a uh, uh, a Super Nintendo, and so the one of the first games I got was like Super Star Wars, and that was the first that was the first thing that Chris and I ever talked about was I, I had Super Star Wars it and I had the game. I don't know, if, I don't remember if he had the game or not, but he was like, "Oh, this is awesome." But at first, Chris and I didn't get along because, <laughs> you know, I wasn't the type of person that he hung out with. I was a long-haired kid. I was in high school. I had my friends and all that sort of stuff. And we didn't start hanging out until I graduated high school. Um, but, yeah, early on, when we started hanging out, you started to see how, like, crazy he could be um, in, in terms of – and it was all – partly it was because he was he was having fun and – you know, he was fearless. You know, you go so he remember him stealing a Space Jam banner <laughs> from the McDonald's up in Saturday. And then, and then he gets it home. He's like, what am I going to do with this? And I think he just <laughs> threw it away. 
or it was just it was the pursuit of it. It wasn't yeah. the the conquest. It was just like being able to do it. Yeah, or uh, yeah, or that, or that. But that. But then you wanted to kind of compete with him. I remember me and Dorian. Oh God! Stole. We we bought it. We bought a ticket to go to the three hundred nine. We bought a ticket for. Remember that movie, Jack, the Robin yeah. Williams movie. But Bill we didn't Cosby. watch the movie. We uh, we was it was it Bill Cosby? Not not Bill Cosby. Was it was it Robin Williams? Yeah, so was it was Robin Williams, but Bill Cosby was his teacher. Oh, I forgot Bill Cosby was it. But we we uh, we tried. We wanted to one up him. So we we were we we worked to steal the uh, the Mel Gibson ransom face off of the the the, uh, <laughs> the thing for him. But Chris used to do that all the time. So we were trying to one up him at that at that time. So he would he was he was going different theaters and you know taking st- standees and, and that kind of stuff. And we were trying to compete with him. But yeah, over the years, I mean, he's he's definitely he's not doing that stuff anymore because nah. he knows that he can get arrested. <laughs> he might still be doing that stuff. He's yeah. also broken his ankle multiple times, so he can't run away as yeah, fast. Yeah, you can't. There's no running away. <laughs> but it fell out of his truck multiple times. There's, but yeah, I mean, but over the over the past like yeah, twenty or so years, yeah, we've definitely he and I have developed a, a camaraderie, you know, yeah. and, and we we have we have a lot of uh, similar interests, and so I, I you know, even though I'm still I'm like 400 miles away, I, I still talk to him on the phone. Usually twice a week or so, sometimes more. There was but. you talking reminds me of something. I didn't have this in my notes, and I'm a little ashamed I didn't, but I'm glad I remembered. And since we're talking about stuff outside the show, and this is before the show, this is before anything on Neo, before Neo's as existed, and before um, we did anything, there was I, I had moved out of the country for a couple of years, and I came back, and I th- um, and I think thanks to Dave, he had let me know. I think they may even arrange this because it's before internet and cell phones and whatnot. Um, you let me know where Chris lived and you let him know I was coming over and I came over and even though we had kept in some sorts of contact while I was away and it's only been a couple of years. He made me feel like a million bucks because he kept saying, man, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe Matt Hunter's in my house. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? It's only been two years and it never stopped from that. It's like when we talk, Got at least once a month with the sh- with the show, all of us do, uh, and and I probably do more shows with Chris between our Patreon stuff and the, and other st- ideas he has. So we talk all the time. The next time I go up there, especially with not visiting this year in the pandemic, he is going to make me feel like a million bucks. He just has that mm-hmm. way to do that, and I mean, I I probably make people feel like they need to pay me $50 to go away. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's a special thing. No. <laughs> yeah. You're right. That's the way Chris makes people feel. Yep. He always makes a fuss. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. Yep. Yep. Making a fuss is a big deal. Yeah. The because one- it, it, he's also good at breaking awkwardness. Yeah. It, like he's, he, I, I've been places with him and, and even before we go in, he'll be kind of be like, Oh, this can be awkward. Like he's worried about that. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, I'm not worried about it because you're going to take care of this. Yeah. He, he, he is a good icebreaker. He is a good awkward breaker. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. It's somebody you'd never met. Somebody who's met a hundred times. It doesn't matter. He's going to make everybody feel comfortable because he's going to break the ice with something funny and often something inappropriate. So like when people who are, like-minded like that they'll be like all right this guy's this guy's going (laughs) there with that i can do whatever the hell i want to do in this situation and that's a comforting feeling speaking speaking of awkward situations this uh, for some reason this just popped into my head and i remember uh, this was uh, i was there you were there dave matt unfortunately you weren't there for this another one of those stories all right (laughs) But the we, we went to dinner at TGI Fridays. Do you remember this, Dave? And Chris had like posted on Facebook or something, you know, having dinner with Dave and Tim at TGI Fridays. And we're sitting there and like 25 minutes later, through the front door, some dude in a stormtrooper outfit. I actually, in. I remember this. I wasn't, uh, you're right. I wasn't there, but I remember the post following the post on this. <laughs> but, but Chris was like, Chris was like, you weirdo. Well, he wasn't like that at all. I was like, yeah. You know, and, we, and you know, we went and took pictures with them, and like everybody in the, everybody at TGF Friday was like, yeah, they were taking photos, and that was just because Chris 
posted something on online that we were, uh, you know, yeah. eating dinner, and this this guy decided to dress up a stormtrooper. Yeah, and that's what he's good at at conventions. We've done several uh, appearances at conventions, whether it's a show like the you know obscure face-off kind of things, or just a booth at a thing. And I feel like the three of us would rather not talk to people. And we know that if Chris is at the table, we probably don't have to. <laughs> he he's 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 not gonna let someone come up and where he's not gonna like engage them in yeah. some kind of way. And if they're a listener, they're gonna be really kind of like, you know, not starstruck, but kind of like I don't, know, I don't know, like interested and enamored by the fact that they're talking to Chris from stories and character. And we can kind of just take a step back and let Chris be the, yeah. that kind of voice or, or, or that kind of thing for the show. <laughs> and then I'll take his picture and, with him and point at him. Yep. That's what it is. He's a pointer. <laughs> I'm going to pull likes- my finger at you. I'm going to point, point, point my finger at you. He does like the point when he does the picture, yeah. Yeah, Chris is a crazy dude, and he's he's always been that way. You guys are talking about the stealing stuff from theaters. No, oh do we ever tell this the things that Chris like the stories of what Chris and I, the lengths that Chris and I used to go to to steal things from theaters? I don't know if we ever told those I stories. We had a we had a fake corporation. Oh my god! That we would call. I forgot about them. What was it called? Or do you want to use it again? So maybe you don't want to tell me. No, I mean, and we haven't done this in years, but we would call and we would say we were from Entertainment Enterprise. Entertainment Enterprise, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Like Mandalay and Industries we, or Vandalay right, Industries. It was, it was the Vandalay yeah, Industries yeah. of theaters. And if Chris, like Chris, Chris really likes to collect like movie banners and standees and things like that. And uh, we would call theaters around like the Bucksmont, Philadelphia area. And say like, yeah, no, this is so and so from uh, from this is Bill Clay from uh, Entertainment Enterprises. We're just wondering, you know, did you get the shipment that we sent you of the new standees? And they'd be like, um, yeah, we got some new standees. Oh, okay, well, give me the rundown. Yeah, <laughs> and they would say, oh, we well, we have Ace Ventura, you know, when nature calls, and uh, Judge Shred and uh, Crimson Tide. Oh, okay, we're we're glad we're really glad you got that. We sent that out a couple weeks ago. Glad you got that. Um, all right, we'll just check it in and, uh, you know, keep up the good work. And we would hop in the car and drive to that theater and swipe whatever they said they had. <laughs> so much of the fact that we would even get to the theater and we'd be like, hi, we're uh, so-and-so and so-and-so. We're Bill Clay and, uh, you know, Ted Theodore Logan from uh, <laughs> Entertainment em- Enterprises. We were wondering, because Chris and I used to take uh, trailers from places. We like to like to keep movie trailers when it was 35 millimeter film. And be like, we'd like to see your uh, your 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 booth uh, manager, your projectionist. And they bring them down and be like, hey, we're from Entertainment Network. Can we come up and take a look at your trailers just to see, you know, you know what we've sent you? We yeah. want to make sure everything's going to be getting on those movies. Oh, sure. Come on right up. And we would walk up the stairs and he would walk away. And we were like, we'll take that and we'll take that and we'll take that. And we'll take that. <laughs> we were getting tours of booths and taking their trailers right off their wall. And it was like, <laughs> why did we do that? I don't know. (laughs) We were idiots, complete idiots, but it was fun. It was more about the pursuit of it. (laughs) I mean, Chris probably has some of this stuff. I probably still do too, but it was the more about the, the acquisition of it than the actually having. Right. Yep. The thrill of the chase. That's funny. The thrill of the chase. Yes. I think it's, I think it's funny. You bring up people being starstruck and stuff. And when they meet Chris and I've seen it, I've seen people get like, um, uh, uh, you know, get like kind of like they they don't know what to say, and I, I think it's kind of funny. I, I mean, it's happened with me, and I'm sure it's happened with both you guys. Like people just like they don't really know what to say, and it's I'm just like, uh, like it's it just it like because we know each other. It's like why are you so you know starstruck to talk to this guy, this dope? You know, yeah. it's it's I kind of feel that way. Like when I see people will get starstruck to speaking with Chris or myself and. All that kind of stuff. I just, I, I always find it a, a little bit comical, but it happens from yeah. Usually, at, usually at Star Wars celebrations. Yeah, it does. Chris has a big personality. Yeah, so <laughs> I can see people being kind of intimidated to talk to him. He, when you hear him on the show, that is the way he is. It he's is. He's not. Yep. He's not. He's not putting on an act when he's like, "Today 
hey, we're talking about, you know, that that's the way he is. He's loud and he's he's verbose and he's big and like he's got a big personality. So I think people are probably kind of like, oh, my God, this guy's this guy's like kind of larger than life. But that's just the way he is. There's a couple show things I wanted to talk about, and one is behind the scenes. We don't do a hell a lot of behind the scenes on this. Uh, we've done like maybe two or three behind the scenes specials or anything. It just doesn't come up. I mean, I don't think it's all that interesting um, to people. But the one thing I didn't, I mean, I've always known it, but I didn't really think too much about it until putting my list together. I don't think there's a single thing that we've come up with any of us, me, my, my ideas are the ones that are fucking out there sometimes, but I don't think there's ever been an, an a, a idea that someone's brought up where Chris hasn't been 100% fully supportive and on board with, even if it wasn't in his wheelhouse, like singing or interviews or whatever it is, he's never said no to anything and does what he can with what he brings to the show to get it done. And that's, you don't get that from everybody with every project you work on in any regard, work, hobbies, even in relationships sometimes, but he's never said no. And even when it's something, maybe he'll tell Dave that I don't want to do this, but he said he would. So he did it. And that's not, like I said, that's not something you get in life guaranteed with anything you do, but he will always Say yes, even if he doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about. He'll be yeah. yeah, sure, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, that goes along with him being positive. Yeah, he's a posi- he's a positive person. He's not gonna say no to anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that that's the way he is on the show, and that's the way he is in real life. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I like I said, I've known him for over forty years. And I can honestly say he's one of my best friends. Nice. And Chris, I know you're going to listen to this. I love you. <laughs> and uh, I, I hope you know how much I do love you. Nice. And you're a great guy. You're a great dad. You're a great husband. Yeah. You're a great friend. And uh, I don't know. Like, I, you made my life better. So I appreciate it. And I thank you. You love my life. <laughs> Is now, that Jesus? <laughs> now, can we talk about? I mean, we, Dave, you kind of set this president, the the, the uh, president, not president, um, of the favorite things we do on his show. I mean, is it? Am I the only one that? And it, it's not. I'm not saying this making fun of him because he always makes it into a bit or gets himself out of that situation when he doesn't know something or gets something wrong and he's called out on it. Those are probably my favorite things. Like moisturizer comes to mind, <laughs> <laughs> and then I love moisturizer, and that's what I mean. Yeah, he said a word wrong, and I feel like I, I feel like if it were anybody else, I'd be making fun of the fact that he said the word wrong. But it, it turns into a bit with him. We still bring yeah. it up to this day. But I think my favorite, my favorite, him putting his foot in his mouth, and then everybody loved him anyway. Was at a Philadelphia Comic Con when a listener came up and introduced himself to everybody, he's like, Oh, thanks for coming by. Who's this? Your mother. And he's like, it's my wife. (laughs) (laughs) But for some reason, they still like walked away with Chris being their favorite, even more so than the, (laughs) than when the conversation started. He just, I don't want to say he gets out of those situations. He just makes, and it's, it's probably along the lines with what Dave started with. He just makes those situations fun you know it's like i would have crawled into a, i would have crawled into a hole and died but I, I he think, had fun with it yeah i think it would have been funny if the guy was like it's my wife but yes it yeah. Is my mother. <laughs> right yeah oh yeah he does do that sometimes because he shoots him in the hip he doesn't yeah, think about right. stuff like that i thought you were going with the uh rocky run Story. Oh no, Matt. no, no. Do you want to <laughs> tell that story? Let's see. Do you yeah, want me to tell story? it? Go ahead, tell it. It's, right. it's fantastic. So we did the Rocky Run in Philadelphia, which was along with rivers at the um, uh, the Schuylkill River, of course. Duh. I'm an idiot. I've, I've lived in Florida longer than Philadelphia at this point in my life. I hate it. But anyway, um, we did the Rocky Run, and at the end, it was, um. 
when he crossed the finish line, there was a uh, a the I don't, wheelchair racer in an, a recumbent wheelchair <laughs> coming by, and and these and Chris was standing talking to someone. I think he was actually like talking to someone, like on interviewing people, not on the news, but still. Like just he was stopped to talk about the rot rocket, which which is not difficult when you see Chris coming. You probably hear him before you see him. So of course he knew he wanted to talk this reporter wanted to talk to him. So then the guy's like like, excuse me, excuse me. And then Chris looks down, and he's like, Oh, oh sorry. I get it, buddy. I want to lay down too. <laughs> and then that's the thing. That came and went, he thought nothing of it. We told him it's, we we asked him about that. I was like, did you, did you know you said that the guy's like, yeah, he was, he was in a bike. He, he did the right, the thing on a bike. I'm like, it wasn't a bike. It was a recumbent wheelchair. He was a wheelchair racer. He's like, no, yes. <laughs> and he's like, no, like an uncomfortable laugh. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me, Dave. Funny. But it's only because he 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 wasn't he wasn't trying to be nasty. No, he wasn't at all. No. He said something. Yeah, it was. It, what did he say? He was like, "Oh, I wish I could have done this laying down too." Yeah, that's what he said. I get it. I want to lay down too, buddy. I remember it to clear as day because I was videotaping him, and then I was like, "I'm right. going to turn and, this off." And we were like, "Ooh!" Yeah. All of us were like, "Oh my god!" And then later was only when he realized what he had said. The yeah. man was, you know, paraplegic or whatever right. his deal was, and he was like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> He never. He doesn't have a mean bone in his no, body. No, right. Yep. But he will say the most heinous things. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And only we get to hear him. This is true. The listeners have no idea what is said before and after we record. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's been ten years. I guess at this yeah. point we've done all four of us. Yep. And I said it. And with, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just no, saying. No, you go ahead. I said it with every other episode too, and and I I've meant it with everyone, and I mean it with Chris too. I mean, this show would not be the same without. It wouldn't be what it is, and it wouldn't be the same. And I consider myself lucky to have a co-host in this show with Chris. Not only in this show, but him and I have done a lot of work together on News as, and I, I feel very lucky about it. Yeah. Well said. Well, I hope you've enjoyed these four part 10 years of us kind of a thing. We will continue doing new episodes, I assume. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Until you hear yeah, your episode, we, then we gave you an out. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, you gave me an out? You gave me an out? Ooh, all right. Well, it's been nice knowing you. Oh, yeah. No, it's been, it's, I, I, it's like the reason that we set this up was so I, w- I was going to talk to Chris no matter what, because we live in the same town um, for you guys. This was more of an opportunity to talk to Chris, but I think we've covered that it's, we're all, we've all benefited from being able to talk to Chris, not only the three of us, but the listeners as well. Mm. Um, and I feel the, the same way. I know we did the other episodes without you guys on but tim i love you and matt i love you and this has been a great 10 years and i think that this round of four shows has been a great way to sum up how we all feel about each other how we feel about the listeners and hopefully the listeners get a glimpse of of like the grand scheme of the star wars and character the thing that i always hammer home about news as as a network and the thing i've said at, at different things where i've been asked to speak about podcasting it's like if you're not doing it and having fun then there's no reason to do it and swick embodies that idea i mean it, this is a show that i have there's i i'm i'm not on as many shows as i used to be but the view that i'm on now is 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 kind of been whittled down because it's the shows that i have fun on the other ones i it was turning into a task or a job or an ordeal why am i doing that i love doing swick i love doing catacombs so it's like none of us are getting rich from this. None of us are getting famous from this, but I have a fucking blast. Every time the four of us get together, this show more than any of them. I do like the other ones I do, but if I were to pick one, if I could only do one, it would be this because it's fun. You guys are great. I love talking to you guys. I love catching up before and after the show. And Mm. then every one of us, every one of you for me is a 
a huge measurable chunk of why this is so much fun. Chris included, since this is his episode. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And hopefully we all get together soon. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even the summer. Yeah. The four of us can get together and take a picture and put it on <laughs> and show everybody that the four yep. of us still can tolerate each other yeah. and like yeah. each other. It's been uh, April will be two years since I've been up there because that was the last time I was there was my sister's wedding. Obviously, last April did not happen. So, right. We'll yeah, it's see. been a year, a year and a half. Uh, Next month, it'll be a year and a half since I've been up there. I I planned to be up there twice this past year, but COVID. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully it's sooner than later. Yeah. And uh, keep tuning in to Star Wars yeah. and Character for as long as we can discover characters that we can <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. talk about. <laughs> running out of characters, but it's been 10 years, yeah. and I would... I say this on a lot of shows and I even say it at the trivia show that I, that I do every week. It's been a thin slice of heaven and it's because <laughs> of you three guys. So thank you for, for everything. I appreciate it. Yep. Same here. Sure. We got, all right. We got a couple more things for a 10 year anniversary kind of plan. I'm not going to give any description or dates or time so that we don't force ourselves, paint ourselves in our corner. But after that, I think we've done a very fair job of celebrating 10 years of a show that I don't think any of us expected to be doing this long and still be enjoying it. I don't mean that. Yeah. That sounded much more negative than I meant it to sound, but I think you know what I meant. <laughs> no, I do. It's okay. dick and fart jokes about Star Wars. Yeah, I there mean, you go. Long, there you go. Yep. Who, who knew what it would last 10 years? Exactly. So. Yep. All right. And with that, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) I am done saying nice things about Chris and you and you. I'm just done. Okay. Fuck you. Fuck you. uh, Fuck you. Who's next? (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode of Star Wars in Character. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.